0: We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers, and trainers, and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. But don't go there now. Listen to Hannah Weston, who's our guest today. Hannah Weston is from Connection Training. She's going to talk to us today about different ways of training horses, a little bit of her background, and hopefully there'll be some learning in it for our listeners. And yeah, I think if you can sort of learn something about horses every day, then you're well and truly in advance. Now, how are you today, Hannah? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for coming, Hannah. Thank you. um, yeah, that's okay. It's a long way for you to come, but you know, the other side of the world, but the wonders of technology, we can just have a chat and hopefully it'll come out very clear. It sounds very clear now. Good. It's amazing, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Now, Hannah, I know that you've listened to our podcast. You are one of our listeners, but also we're going to start off with your favorite quote. So what is it today?
1: Well, there are lots of quotes, no surprises there. But sure. the, one of the, my favorites is from Alex Curland, who was my first clicker training teacher. And she often says, Go to people for opinions and horses for answers, which I think is a really nice quote because there are so many, um, so much advice and so many conflicting opinions in the horse world. Mm. But if you can just ask your horse, then they really know. And um, it's really something that I've used a lot over the years to keep on developing my techniques and to not get stuck in a specific way of training so really about um you know adapting it to the kind of individual horse that you've got in front of you and one of the things I always say is there are 101 ways to train anything so yep, go with yep, what yep, works and yep. really it's um you know making your horse happy so they they know they can really Yes, tell you yes. what's right.
0: And, and horses will tell you what's right. They don't have like a political opinion or an agenda or thinking about what's going to work for them best in the future. They're saying, well, this is what I want now. This is what feels best now. This is the answer right now.
1: Absolutely. And it's hard sometimes when that goes against, you know, what you believe or what you're being yes. told, but yes. time, time again, um, going with what the horse yep. is saying is yep. like the best way forwards. Yep. Yep.
0: Now, Hannah, just tell us, you know, I mean, you've sort of worked with quite a few different trainers and in a, quite a few different areas, but one of your first memories as far as learning goes, you know, if you've got something there you'd like to talk to us about, you know, when did things all of a sudden start to click with you?
1: Well, yeah, it was quite a, an uh, an interesting journey. I think it is mm-hmm. for most of us, but um, I think that one of the biggest learning experiences for me was when I finally got my own pony. So after yeah. being a absolutely pony obsessed kid at the riding school and i finally got my own pony when i was 11 who's toby still with me 21 years later um but owning your own horse is was so incredibly different to learning at the riding school that it he was the one that he was my big journey horse really and kick-started so much of my education and um So I suppose that's going back to the quote, the big lesson was about finding things that worked for him. And, you know, that really led me to looking for different people and different solutions and looking at the holistic picture and getting the management right and the body right and the training right. You know, it was all of these bits and pieces coming together and to find a way that worked for Toby. And I think as a horse owner, it's, you know, um, there are so many different areas that we have to Look at and be aware of, and um, and it was really Toby that that taught me that. So I suppose the learning was about lots of things going wrong, and then having to be uh, look outside the box to find other solutions. Tell us
0: about your train of thought along those lines. You know, because you you've come from a dressage, show jumping, and a lot of people do that, but then you've gone on and you've done natural horsemanship and clicker, and you know what is it in you? that makes you want to get out there and learn and just learn from everyone and learn everything and as you say put it together in a holistic point of view
1: yeah um the learning is the bit that i think is just the most fascinating thing i think um there's so much there's a lifetime uh, and more um that we can learn about horses and keeping kind of delving deeper and trying to find better ways to communicate to help them for our horses to be happier to be healthier and so my journey started very much kind of in traditional riding school and then um pony club and then going through looking at the management side and then getting into natural horsemanship and then um I found clicker training in 2004 which that was the thing that really kind of changed it for me Mm -hmm. um and and, I'm still doing that changed the way I'm doing it but it's still uh clicker training and um the I don't know that when you said the about the what really kind of drives me to learn is yeah yeah that there just yeah. is so much and um the more that you can get all the different pieces together the clearer everything becomes and the more solutions that I have for the many different individual horses that I come across and I find it fascinating as well yep, <laughs> so yep. that constant education is um is wonderful, but it's really then got to be put into practice. So it's kind of taking these ideas and then it's going back to the horses and playing with things and kind of making my own and keeping the bits that work for me and discarding the other bits. And um, I really, really enjoy that process.
0: If you think about all the people that you've learned from and mentors and people that you look up to, what things do they have in common as far as their character traits go? You know, what sort of habits do they have? What do they do that you think is common across all of them? or across most of them?
1: All of the people that I have learned the most from and really look up to, the most important thing for them is the health and happiness and well-being of the horses. So all of these people are looking um, at seeing how we can improve our knowledge and our understanding and our techniques to help the horses that are in front of us. And I think, for me, that's really key because I absolutely love being with horses, but I want them to love being with me too and for it to really be that, um that partnership and that communication and something really incredible about being able to open that up between two different species Mm -hmm. so for Mm -hmm. the people i love to learn from whatever area it is whether it's you know looking at um anything from nutrition to bodywork to the way you ride to the tack fitting to the type of training all of these bits it's really coming to that core of um how can we help the horse and putting the horse first yep yeah.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Now,
1: I'm going to ask you, it's sort of almost like, um, you know, what's the key
0: to this or what's the key to that? And I know there's millions of keys and millions of things that you can learn and millions of things that, you know, we still keep learning about horses. But if you think about, you know, three people who've influenced you and three top lessons That they've given you can you think about that I should have probably warned you before the uh, before our (laughs) chat but I'm sure that you've worked with enough people that you think right well this is a key that I learned from that person and then another key that you may have learned from someone else and uh, you know as you said even your first pony you learn so much about just the horse management and the um you know the yeah putting it all together so can you think about something like that and sorry I've really put you on the spot here
1: no, that's okay. I mean, like you say, I think the horses are really the the true teachers, and I've t- learned a lot from them. Mm. Um, in terms of people that I have learned things, specific things from, it's quite hard to pinpoint it down to one one or two things. Yes. Um, I would say the well, going back a few years, I'd say my one of my teachers through my teenage years was um a pony club teacher, and she was um amazing it really making it fun and interesting for both the horse and the, the human it was kind of very progressive you didn't really know that you were making notice that you were making progress and yep. yet you would and that's something that i've really taken to heart through my um own training and um te- you know really teaching about how to Progress with your horse without it feeling like it's in big jumps. That it's kind of just a real natural yes. slow progression.
0: Because
1: yep. um, what we think we tend to do, want to do, is get step one perfect and then take a big leap onto step two. And actually, if you can make that that progression, you kind of ease forwards a bit and then you come back and make it easier and then a bit harder again. And you kind of gradually make progress without it being these these big leaps and changes for your horse. And I think that's really um, really important. And also making it fun. Um, and joyful and and playful for them as well so I think that would be one um real key so you you talked about that and sorry to interrupt you talked about
0: that with your people but is that the way you've made it with your horses as well that it is fun and it is interesting and there is that gradual thing and you don't have to get it perfect but let's just keep taking all these little steps and moving forward
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I actually meant Good. that about the horses when I oh, was I thought, um, I thought it when was when I was you talking. were teaching
0: people, but, you know, if you can make it fun for the horses too, yep.
1: Yes, I, yes, trying to teach people how to make that progression with their horses yes. smooth. Okay. Okay. Um, Good. But, of course, it comes into teaching people as well because we learn in exactly the same sure. way. And we all learn so much better if we're relaxed and we're confident and we're clear on what we're uh Working towards. So yep. the people and yep. the horses are exactly the same, but certainly okay. for the horse training, that kind of steady, fun progress yep. is really yep. important for the horses. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. Have you got any others that you'd like to say? and um, Let's have a think. So I learned um in terms of the riding piece from, I learned quite a lot from James Shaw, who teaches Tai Chi for equestrians, and that okay. was a, a point in my life when I was having quite a lot of physical issues myself um, and my horse was as well and we were doing lots of other um, body work and things for him but he really taught me about the um, kind of physical connection between horse and rider especially but also horse and handler so a lot of my stuff is looking at the um, kind of mental and emotional connection how we can engage the horse's minds how we can you know make it clear for them make it joyful but it's so important that we look at our own bodies and the way that how we move and how we ride, how that influences the horse too and really improving our own awareness and feel and sensitivity and, and how our horses respond to that. And I think that's another real key piece as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the horse that you've learned the most from Then and what did they teach you? You know, when did it sort of start to click that horses, yeah, horses are the horses?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I've learned a lot from every horse that I've met over the yep. years but I think my biggest teacher is gonna to have to be toby the one I mentioned before okay. yep. he was just really the one that yeah just took me down different path after different path after different path so like I said I first I mean I was quite young when I got him I was 11 so I started this journey very um very young and there's been a fascinating uh, couple of decades and he started with um you know just first of all kind of the usual problems like kind of not loading and not wanting to go out on his own and the solutions that were um I was being given really weren't working so then that took me down looking at a different training path took me down natural horsemanship and then um you know who kind of resistant to that and looking at different trainers and getting softer and softer and then he threw up physical issues and it was really kind of finding that and then in that all kind of it was looking, you know, the teeth, the feet, the bodywork, the saddles, the, all of the, the different things. And then in 2004, um, my mum, who's also my business partner, Rachel, she actually came off Toby and broke her back. And, oh, okay. um, yeah, so she's got, a, had her whole own uh, experience there, yep. but she, um, when she was recuperating a friend, a non-horsey friend went to a charity shop and bought as many horse books as she could (laughs) (laughs) to keep her her, um, occupied while she was laid up. And one of those was um, Alex Kilnan's book on clicker training. And without really knowing what I was doing, I just took the concept of, you know, marking the right thing that Toby was doing and rewarding it. And I was absolutely astounded at the change in his um, attitude and his enthusiasm and his motivation. And that really kind of, piqued my interest and okay. made me yep. want to learn
0: that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. what do you think then is the best thing about horses the horse industry working with the people
1: um the, well i mean i'm just amazed and overjoyed that i get to spend all of my days uh thinking about talking about <laughs> and being with horses <laughs> yep. um definitely i'm sure a lot of my school teachers who told me to stop talking about horses uh you know, (laughs) didn't think that that was. was So I, you know, really, really love that. But just um, one of my favorite things is teaching people working with. So the way that I see it is that the horse and the human are a partnership. So it's an often, usually I get people get in touch with me when they're having kind of issues with that. And I love it when I see that they work together, that they've both starting to love their their time together and that they overcome it and you know just some people get in touch with me and they're like know, oh, my horse now comes cantering up when they see me or I rode past this and you know my horse is really confident or you know they were uh whatever it was whatever yep. their their success is um that is just wonderful it's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very rewarding for me <laughs> good
0: Good. Now what about oh you've talked about the best things, but what about, you know, thinking about your training, your business, you know, connection training and the fact that you've brought all these ideas together. So you don't just say I'm a this coach or a that coach, but you've got quite a few different areas that you've brought horses together. And as you say, more holistic. What do you think the biggest challenge has been? Do people question it when they they think you should be more of a purist of one way? Or, you know, can you tell us a little bit more about the actual business of what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I think you get people from all sides who, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has to be confident in in what they're doing. So I'm quite happy with that. I actually think that the more we can collaborate, the better. I love what you're doing here and we've run, um, you know, back in, start in 2012 and if we've run a starting then we've run a few clicker training conferences to bring people together who are doing it in different ways and I think that sharing of knowledge is really um wonderful and really important actually so yes there are obviously you're going to get you know people kind of disagreeing with the way that you're doing it and things but that's fine because they're on their path and I think we should be sharing our ideas and approaches um I think the, probably the biggest challenge for me in terms of the business side is keeping focused on the business side and not just getting distracted by the the horse bits because there is all the stuff about, you know, the actual nitty gritty of running a business. Sure, um, sure. That sometimes gets pushed to the side because the horses are more interesting.
0: You know what? I think that's a huge challenge of most horse people, you know, because most people are horse people. That's why they're doing it. They're not not necessarily business people. And um, yeah, I think that is a big challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now if people come to you you know, come to you and they say, I've got a problem with my horse or a problem with this. Do you find sometimes that they come to you with one problem, but you actually find out that there's another problem? You know, that's the underlying cause of that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, you know, an underlying causes and the types of things that you're finding with either the horses or the people or the connection between the two.
1: Well, I mean, it varies. The specifics vary so much in each situation, but I think the probably the two main underlying causes are um, a lack of clear communication Mm -hmm. and fear on both parts, actually, but specifically on the part of the horse, because horses are fundamentally prey animals, and we all know that you know spooking and things is such a big issue. But there's, I think, we take them out of their natural environment into their domestic environment, which is very often very difficult for them um to cope with and then we get these these huge levels of um fear that come up that show themselves in all sorts of different ways from you know being scared of being bathed or clipped or the vet not wanting to load not wanting to go out on their own spooking at you know uh jump fillers or um just being kind of generally spooky or reactive all of these kind of things are looking at general fear so there might be often what happens is there's a, an anxiety in a specific area but when you look at the whole um situation there's actually quite a lot of underlying anxiety in a lot of different areas mm-hmm. and as you change that to help build the horse's kind of confidence and curiosity and trust with the human then their confidence grows across all areas and it gives the two of them tools to be able to stay calm and connected no matter what they face which I think is really important because you can't Desensitize for everything that you're going to meet. You have to be able to, um, for the two of you to be able to handle whatever you meet in a, um, in a way. Which kind of comes back to the the other piece, which is the communication. Is how can we make the convers the the conversation clearer? I think so many horses, you know, there's all these labels about them being stubborn or lazy or naughty yep. or yep. hot or. Whatever. I think a lot of the time it's just that they, um, are quite confused. And again, when you break that right down, they really. Um, understand what was going on. One of the most extreme cases I had of this was a horse who was new to a, quite a young girl and she was fine hacking out but um, when they rode her, they didn't have an arena, but when they rode her in the field she just used to lie down <laughs> and um, she's like oh, what is going on and it actually turned out when we kind of peeled all back the layers that she didn't really understand the cues for walk, stop and turn and okay. um, her response to that usually was just to lie down so mm-hmm. um, once mm-hmm. we explained to her that problem went away so yeah absolutely all the time it can be something else
0: that's causing it yes yes that that is a bit of a different one The uh, yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. and you're right you know that, that like a lot of people want to go to an instructor that's going to teach them confidence and get rid of their fear and underlying anxiety but sometimes it's the horses you know and the horse is fearful the horse has the fear and the underlying anxiety and then that in turn gets the person fearful or sometimes it's the person first and then the horse and it's just a bit of a snowball yes. isn't it yeah yeah i like the way that you focus on the horse and their underlying anxiety i think that's that's really important
1: yeah i almost do think you can separate them um mm. because they you know as you say they feed off each other so strongly yes and um, but often so it just depends but um a, a lot of it's working in that that's why i say i often work as look at the horse and human as a partnership and it's mm-hmm. about staying in the comfort zone of whoever is most anxious so <laughs> um yeah because yeah. yeah. if either of you get anxious then the communication goes and it's not a fun and enjoyable experience so yeah. it's expanding that comfort zone but we always go at the, the pace of whoever is most anxious and in yeah. some cases uh, most cases it's the horse because there's mm-hmm. a lot of anxiety in there. But um in some cases it's the human and we just have we go at that pace too and that's fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the horse chats website. Go there now. Have a look. horsechats.com. com. All right. Now I know Hannah that you're, you know, you've got such an open mind and you're always in for learning and you know, you're always being driven to just keep learning more, but what are you looking forward to now? What are you learning about now? What are you doing now? What have you got for in the future?
1: Um, well, coming up this year, to be honest, with my own horses, I'm kind of uh, just enjoying where we're at. So, yep. my main two horses are Fre- Freckles and India, so they're 10 and 11 now, one blood and a quarter horse. And, um, it's been it's really nice to feel that they're kind of just really happy, steady grown-up horses now it's been a very mm-hmm. uh we had a lot of learning over the the past um 10 years with them both yeah. and so just I like to do a bit of everything it's really good to keep their their brains engaged so you know we do a bit of hacking out a little bit of dressage and handwork got a um you know really like gymnastic groundwork free jumping trick training riding jumping like just teaching them loads of different bits and pieces and um having a really nice time together okay. um is what I'm currently looking forward to this year so <laughs> just a little bit of a steady steady time but I'm sure my uh, interest will be peaked at something else in the next few months and um, we'll go I'd like to do <laughs> some of the groundwork a little
0: bit yeah 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 all right now uh-huh. if you'd like to sum up your philosophy into a lesson and just you know just in a couple of sentences what would you say to our listeners just something they can think about and remember you by and the lesson that you'd like to give them today
1: I think the most important thing is to begin to look for things that your horse does right. So even mm-hmm. just for a day, stop doing the I need more bend, more forward, stand still, stop that. And just look for or instead all of the moments where they're doing the right thing and just kind of look for that was a great try, super transition. Wow, that moment was amazing. Like just kind of thank you for trying and for communicating and for being here and um Communicate that to your horse as best you can. So using a, um, a marker and a reward, I think, is the most effective way of doing that. It's really clear. But yep. just, you know, praise your horse, scratch them, and um, give them a break, give them the odd treat. Just notice those moments when Good. they really step up and try. Yep. I think that the two of you should be smiling all through most of your time <laughs> together. So,
0: I like that. As
1: you start to look. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you look for the good bit, moments, it really starts to make you feel more successful and more joyful and more appreciative um, because I think we are trained a lot of the time to kind of look for the corrections and um, that is not necessarily the way to make you both smile. So I think it really changes things as you look for the good bits.
0: I, I'm just picturing in my mind, you know, horse and rider trotting along with a huge big smile on the horse's face. You know, a smile on the rider's face but a huge one on the horse's face. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hannah, how's the best way for people to contact you? They can go to our website, which is horsechats.com/slash Hannah Weston, or they can go to horsechats.com, search for Hannah, or search for Weston. And they can even go to YouTube and search for Hannah Weston, and they'll probably find you as well, Horse Chats, Hannah Weston. But um, what's the best way for them to contact you directly?
1: Our website is connectiontraining.com.
0: Okay, perfect. And that's
1: probably the best way. There's, there's mm-hmm. loads of information on there. And yep. in the blog, there are quite a few videos and things which uh, feature some of the horses and lessons that I've talked about today as well. So, okay, good. Um, or you can good. find us on Facebook and YouTube at Connection Training too. Perfect. All right, Hannah, lovely to talk to you.
0: And hopefully we'll catch up with you again sometime soon.
1: Yes, thank you. It's been a real pleasure. If you've enjoyed this chat,
0: then please comment, rate and subscribe.